Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, folks. Looks like I can't get my music to play here. So anyway, uh, we'll go ahead and start the show. This is Fred Houston, and you are listening to the Stone and Tile Show. I uh, apologize about last week, but I was on an inspection and couldn't get to uh, a computer in time, so we canceled last week's show. Uh, this week, we're going to be interviewing a fabricator, Karen Rowe. She'll be on here in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about a few things that have to do with stone and engineered stone fabrication, as well as OSHA and possibly the new silica rules. So if you're a fabricator and you have a question for I or Karen, I would go ahead and uh, probably email me. I'm not sure I can I can take two calls at once. You can try. Uh, I'm going to give the number. It's 323-870-3968. I'm not sure how many lines that, that holds. Uh, I haven't done that yet. So uh, you can try it. If you get a busy signal, then I'll just go ahead and and uh, send me an email at fhuston at gmail.com. That's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to Facebook and just search for Stone Forensics, and I have my Facebook page open. And you could go ahead and send me an instant message there. I'll be gladly to take your, your questions uh, there as well. Okay, it looks like I've got Karen here. Let me see if I can't get her in on the line. Karen, are you there? I am here. How are you yeah, tonight, friend? Uh, we're doing good. I hope the weather's better over where you are. Right now it's raining and thundering and lightning, so if we get cut off, that's why. <laughs> we got the same thing going on here, so I understand. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, Karen, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, uh, your name, your company name and anything else you want to you want to say about your introduction so it's all you okay sure thanks um my name is karen rose the name of our company is ns motif we're out of sanford florida uh been in the business for over 20 years have had my own fabrication facility um just over 10 years now and uh we have close to 40 employees that work for us and do um, anything from a simple laminate countertop up to Disney projects and everything in between. So we are um, an all-surface countertop specialist. We do pretty much any countertop surface that's out there on the market. Great. That sounds good. Now, I'm sure a lot of people out there are going to be interested. I'm always interested in how people got started in the stone fabrication business. So if you don't mind, how did you get started? Sure. Um, I think the common answer to that is by mistake, if you speak to a lot of granite <laughs> fabricators. <laughs> uh, but I, um, I, like I said, I worked for somebody a, a while ago, and, um, you know, I found that there was really a, a big disconnect between the customer's expectation and what was being delivered and how customers were being educated on their the process of putting countertops in their home and i found it to be quite such a strong passion of mine to really make sure that there's a fabricator out there who holds their hand of the customer and kind of explains how things really should be in our business um, and that was really where things started it was from one job and just the passion to make things uh, better for our industry I, I like that, you know, this, this day and age, you know, it seems like service and customer service in general is just a, a thing of the past. So 
all this automation. So I really applaud you for that. So as a fabricator, as a fabricator, what would you say your biggest challenge is today? Well, you know, back in 2008, the beginning of 2008, I opened the company and everybody told me I was crazy because the construction business was falling apart. And everybody just said, you're nuts. What are you doing this for? <laughs> and I said, we got, we got to make a change. So I decided to make the change. But unfortunately, at that time, most of the people in our industry got out of the business and went into other uh, trades or, um, or professions that they went back to school, they got degrees, they did other things. So now the biggest thing that we're challenged with is very skilled workers Um, that want to be a part of this industry again because, obviously, we're booming now. So that's our our biggest challenge. And then the second biggest challenge, I would say, is um, the continued safety um, and operational improvements that that we really need to stay on top of as, as, um, you know, the top fabricators in our industry setting the standards and best practices um, there's a lot of changes that go on in our, our business, and um, I think one of the subjects we're going to talk about today is, is a critical subject for our business, and you know, making sure that your customers and your employees work in a safe environment and um, are always having the top-notch education that they need to, to be the best of the best. And that's what we want to talk about today. As a matter of fact, right before the radio show, about a half an hour, I got a call from a, an attorney in, in Palm Beach that uh, there was an accident down there. Some uh, lady, they let her alone in the in the, sh- in the yard, and uh, she went and looked at a, sl- looked at a slab. Uh, the slabs are on A-frame. They weren't tied down. And she touched one, and it mm-hmm. fell on her leg and broke her leg and injured pretty seriously. So, uh and and that's not that's not very uncommon. So so let, let's talk about right. that. Let's 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 talk about. I okay. mean, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of things when it comes to safety. We got, you know, what I just talked about. We've got the silica issue. So wherever you want to start, how about how about we start with? Have you ever been inspected by OSHA? Have, have you ever had that that lovely uh, visit from the OSHA? <laughs> that lovely inspection. I I actually have a different view than most fabricators on OSHA. Most fabricators are scared to death of OSHA. Uh, They're afraid to actually have them in their facility for whatever reason it is, I guess maybe because it's just a government agency and, you know, they hear OSHA, they think dollar signs. But I take a different perspective on it and that um, I want to make sure that my employees are safe to make sure that we're following all the guidelines that we need to follow. Um, I particularly invite them in for what they call a voluntary OSHA inspection on an annual basis. Good idea. So they come in, they come in and they do a total OSHA uh, inspection. They review my records. They review all of my um, uh, written policies, procedures. And I just make sure that we are on our top of our game at every, at all times. And that really will keep them away from you more than anything um, because they know that you care and they know that you're trying to do the right thing. So that's part of our, part of our, our stance is every year, usually actually just, just finished our ocean inspection actually in March, and that's what we do every March, April. They come in and they do uh, the inspection for us. 
But let's let's get into a little bit more detail about that because I, I agree with you. I run into fabricators all the time that are scared to death of ocean. You know, some of the things they don't do. Uh, you know, for example, record keeping. Let's talk a little bit about that. Right. What, what, what do you sure. guys do for rec- record keeping uh, purposes? Well, so there's many different written policies that are required by OSHA to have, um, r- whether it's a you know, it uh, just comes to mind the respiratory protection program, especially with uh, the new silica laws. Um, there's there's many different items that maybe a fabricator may be listening and go, well, how the heck do I know what those are? Um, OSHA's website is overwhelming with uh, information. But in our industry, we have the, you know, basically the governing a wonderful group of the Natural Stone Institute, and they give all that information to us basically for free. As a member, they will help us with all of those written policies and uh, what we need to do to be compliant with OSHA. And even to the point where they have blank documents that you just kind of fill in your name, your information, and what, you know, how, how it pertains to your business. So, that's half the battle there is creating those those uh, written protection plans. Yeah, and I, I agree. As a matter of fact, uh, today, uh, during the day, I actually went on the National Stone Institute's website as well as OSHA, and there's just a plethora of information there. Uh, it's all right there for you, so uh, don't be afraid to go yeah. on there and ask. And, and by the way, the uh, OSHA website is OSHA.gov, and the um, mm-hmm. National Stone Institute is NationalStoneInstitute.org, I believe, O-R-G. Is that correct? I believe that's right. Uh, yeah, natural I stone, yeah, naturalstoneinstitute.org. It used to yep. be known as the Marble Institute. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. Yep. So, you know, and record keeping, you know, the new silica rule, let's talk about that in a second here. But, you know, things like a HASCOM program, having your your so-called, you know, monthly meetings or whatever is all very important. And it just amazes mm-hmm. me how not only stone fabricators, but other industries as well that uh, just don't do yeah. it, you know, they, and it's yep. it's a shame because the fines can be huge, <laughs> uh, especially in yeah, you know, the not... cases. Yeah, the cases I've been involved with were, you know, particularly if you, God forbid, you have a you have somebody killed, especially a worker. I mean, you're you're in major trouble, major, major trouble. For sure. Let's talk sure. about. Um, well, have, have you ever had an accident there at all that was an We've issue? We've never or? had an accident. We've never had an accident um, to where, thank God, I'm like knocking on wood. Never had right. an accident <laughs> to uh, to have to have to call OSHA. Minor minor things here and there. Um, any we may we may have had an accident because of a job site condition or something like that. But thank God, we've never had anything serious happen. No, we're, we've been very fortunate. I think that's half the battle, though. I say, like I say, is preparing your employees and educating your employees. And then that the owner is himself, you know, the example, and the manager's the example of uh, what it means to be a safe, uh, safe shop. Um, and I think you know, everything I applaud- from safety meetings, you know, once a month safety meetings, once a week safety meetings. If you're on a job site, sometimes there are daily safety meetings, things to watch out for, hazards that could be out there. Um, we find a lot of people get. Uh, real used to uh, handling material um, on the forklift especially and just get confident and they forget that that slab can kill them in a matter of a second if they're not careful. So we always try to reiterate slab safety handling, 
And again, the Natural Stone Institute has all these webinars and these educational classes online that um, my employees are encouraged to take, and they learn more about um, the stone industry and everything that's involved in it. Uh, you make a good point there, too, because a lot of the accidents that, that I have been witnessed or not witnessed to but been involved with are just that. You forget. You forget how heavy these materials yeah. are, and you, you get complacent, and it only takes a fraction of a second uh, to have an accident. And I think you're doing the right thing by keeping your employees aware, making sure safety is number one. I think that is extremely, extremely important. But, you know, along that route, let me ask you this. And, and this is a case that I get, I've gotten three or four cases in the past four or five years where customers have actually gotten injured. So sure. what's, your, what's your policy? Of, you know, a customer comes in, you know, they're interested in the countertop and they want to go look at the slab. So what, what's your policy there? What do you do? Well, first we have signs that always say in the front, uh, we have a fenced-in yard, and we have a sign that says you must check in at the office before entering the yard. It's for employees only at that time. You must be accompanied by an, an employee of NS Motif before you can go into that yard. Um, you mentioned Great. that lady that just got injured um, down south, and that's you know one of the scariest things um, we run into is these these. Uh, Customers are just so excited about their countertops, and that's all well and fine. But when you're going through a, a yard and you have remnants, you know, sitting on A-frames or in racks, and they try to move them and they come over on them, you've always, we've always have to have an employee out there with them. We also do not allow our employees to move those slabs by themselves. We have um, people that do uh, have forklift training, and they're the ones who are moving those slabs for the customers to view the materials. In that case, you have to also then watch out for that forklift. Um, you know, these customers will stand right behind the forklift because they don't know how a slab is pulled out of between the, between the frames. And most right. of them are pretty amazed when we do pull them out between the frames. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure that you always keep your eyes on that customer and they're, they're never out there alone unattended, especially with children. Yeah, and I agree. And it's, you know, a lot of the accidents that we see are because of uh, moving slabs around and, and not warning the customers and doing the things that you just that you just outlined, which is um, which is really great. I mean, I really like that. You, you need to go around and teach all these other fabricators <laughs> that are not compliant. <laughs> I'm trying. You know, I'm trying <laughs> how to do that. Hey, now, one, one of the things that's that's really important, and I, I'll i put the date out there, June 23rd this year, it's coming up real quick. Yeah. Um, we have to be yep. compliant with the silica rule. Now, you know, those Correct. of you who don't know, you know, when we cut granite, even when you cut it wet, uh, which is very important because yep. we get, we get fabricators. Well, I'm a total wet shop. I don't have to worry about silica. That's not true. So do you know a little bit about right. the silica, new silica rule? Can you expand on that a little bit for me? Sure. So, um, you know, our current rate for silica is, I believe it's 25 micrograms of silica per cubic meter. The new law cuts it in half. Yep. Um, and, and so that's, you know, access to that much of a microgram of silica per cubic meter of air in an average eight-hour day. So if you have a shop that has any dry fabrication whatsoever, you're pretty much 
guaranteed that you're not going to meet that um, that limit. Now, I will say that with uh, I'm actually very proud to say that with the new uh, uh, inspection that we just had, we had him test so that we knew that we would be under the new levels when the law came into play. And we did hit that law. But now we do a lot of housekeeping stuff over and above just wet fabrication. So everybody thinks we can fabricate wet and we're okay, but that's not necessarily the case. Right. Um, I've had several colleagues, um, several colleagues that have done the same thing that uh, in different parts of the United States, they've been tested um, and they've came back and funny enough, the highest level of silica dust was found on the material handler. Mm-hmm. I believe it. We never would have imagined, right? I mean, that's the last place I would have thought that there was going to be silica dust. I right. would have thought the saw, the polishers, you know. So that's something really critical um, is that you have other things in place besides just um, a wet practice uh, of a shop. So exactly. if, I'll just kind of share if we have time. I'll share what yeah, we sure. do. And then Absolutely. Uh, uh, we go from there. So what we do is at the end of every day, we hose down everything. Um, and we also use a concrete floor cleaner. So you've seen them, I'm sure, at Costco's and stuff where they they basically lay down the, uh, the water and then they vacuum up the water in the tank. We use that for the floors as well. So everything gets hosed down. We use the floor uh, vacuum cleaner. The next morning when the crews come in in the morning, all that dust that may still have been in the air has now settled on and dried from the water. So they hose down the shop again on top of that. So anything that has been there has now, you know, again, rinsed down and through. We have a full recycling water system too as well where everything gets uh, recycled through. So I see a lot of that in other shops that some people don't even have recycling systems, which is pretty scary as well. Mm-hmm. But that, yep. those, I, those, those seem to be um, some good um, housekeeping that will, will help keep that silica dust down. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that. Many years ago I had a friend of mine, out west that uh his shop was totally wet i mean he was a real stickler about you know everything being wet nothing dry and i'm not even for a split second and uh they put Mm -hmm. the little monitors which we'll talk about in a minute little monitors on their employees and two of their employees had silica levels that were fairly high and he couldn't figure out why and you hit the nail Mm -hmm. right on the head every morning they would walk across the dry floor kicking up all the silica dust to go turn the breakers on and turn the machinery on yep. and everything. And uh, he, he got the, he, he said, well, I guess I need to wet it down, which is what you're doing, which is, which is perfect. Now, yep. along with that question wise, and I think a lot of people don't realize this is that they always worry about silica, you know, right after the OSHA guy comes or the OSHA guy shows up. But now if I, if I'm understanding the, the rule correctly, you are required to take those readings, silica readings. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, Yes. As of June 23rd, not only do you have to have, um, so, well, let's back up even more. So there's two different, there's two different OSHA, um, OSHA areas that we fall into as fabricators. The, The general construction or general industry would be for our shop. 
The construction part would be for any installation. So back in September uh, 2017, the construction industry portion of the silica uh, uh, laws were already rolled out. So we're already there as far as installation goes. Right. When it comes to general industry, that's gonna that's gonna hit on June 23rd, and there's there's a we need to do. We definitely need to test to make sure that we are under those um, PEL rates. We also um, need to there's gonna be some medical offer medical medicaling exams, including chest X-rays, lung func lung functions. Um, we do hearing and, and respirator uh, fit, fitting as well. And then there's going to be also training that you need to do with your employees and record keeping of all the exposure that is going on. So, so the, usually in the state of Florida, USF does the, um, uh, the free testing for uh, voluntary testing. And if it's free, people do it. You know, bring right. it in, have them assess everything. You're still going to be held to having to fix any kind of um, offenses that they find. But I think that everybody would agree as a business owner that we all want our, our employees to be safe. So if you know ahead of time, then you can fix these things and you can rest and sleep well that your, your um, employees are safe. Yeah, that, you know, that reminds me, too, there's, there's another really good reason, uh, especially if you're a fabric educator out there listening, and we've had a, a couple of cases where we've had, and, and I hate to say this, a disgruntled employee. <laughs> and oh, yeah. the, that, that employee gets fired. The first thing he does, he goes out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to OSHA. I'm going to go to the fire department. I'm going to go all this stuff. Well, if you have that record keeping and you have all this in place, he doesn't have much of a case. So that's, that's, that's a good point. You know, an excellent, excellent no, point. We had, we had something like that happen actually not too long ago. We had uh, somebody that was a disgruntled employee called, OSHA called me, and I said I'd be happy to send over all my written programs, anything you need, you know, please let me know, sent them the information. I also shared with them that we do annual OSHA inspections, uh, voluntary OSHA inspections. That shut them right up. They knew yep. I was serious <laughs> about safety. They knew I wasn't going to do anything that I didn't, no was safe. I had all my my ducks in a row, and I was all set to go. And they realized it was just a disgruntled employee. Um, so yeah, I mean, OSHA can be your friend if you allow them to come in and do their job and make your make your fabrication facility safe. Yeah, and I think that's a great idea. You know, years ago that wasn't the case, but since they've rolled out this compliance program, it's really great because they usually don't find you if they find something wrong. They give you a warning. They say, here, you know, you have this issue. Go ahead and fix it. And from what I've heard from other fabricators, sometimes they don't even come back to check. <laughs> you yeah. just call them on so the base and say, hey, you know, too. we fix that. Yeah. I think, I think that it's a matter of what they find and the hazard, if it's a serious hazard or not. Most of the time, though, they they can you can take a picture that you fixed it, and you you know as long as you follow everything that they want you to follow, and you put everything in place, then they will leave you alone. So. You know, it's surpri it surprises me how many, you know, you kind of wonder the new people getting into the business today, the new fabricators, how, I mean, you know, and, unless you're a member of the Natural Stone Institute, you don't know this. I mean, there's just no way to know. 
that this is an actual requirement. It's it's becoming the law, so that's very important. And then, and then secondly, it surprises me how many fabricators I see out there who have been in business for a long time that don't abide by yep. these rules. So it's 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 just a shame. But uh, hopefully. Education through the Natural Stone Institute, this radio show, people like you will definitely, um, definitely uh, help some of these people out there that, that need, need to help and uh, need to be aware, basically, I guess is what I, what I need to say. So, so yeah. Karen, what, yeah. what, definitely- what else, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what else do we need to cover as far as OSHA goes? We've caught, covered silica. Uh, we covered, um, well, how about slab handling? Um, I noticed that the Natural Stone Institute has actually partnered up, I guess you could call it partnered up with OSHA when it comes to slab handling and storage. And yes, I'm, not so sure, I'm not sure the rules quite yet, more than they are recommendations. We know about that. So um, there are, again, some webinars with and safety videos on, on the Natural Stone Institute's website. If you go to their website and you go to education, there are numerous, not even just uh, slab handling, it's anything and everything about our industry. Um, I, have a, I have a little um, a little contest going with my employees right now uh, who can, who can, whoever takes the most webinar classes under the education unit of the Natural Stone Institute is going to receive a quarterly bonus. So it's a friendly nice. competition that I feel I feel is I feel it's really good because we can have people in the office that are also taking the installation, the material handling, the whatever webinar is out there, and they can educate themselves even more about our industry and our business. It gives them an incentive to do so because I really think it's really important for everybody who works for me to know anything and everything they can about the industry. Um, you know, being that I've been in it for so long. We always run into the good old boys who think they know it all and they don't mm-hmm. want to change. And you know how that goes, Fred. Yep, <laughs> and, I do. You know, we they they have to be open to um, you know the new new techniques sometimes, new products that are out there, and uh, the new laws that are coming out. So I I think the Natural Stone Institute I couldn't I couldn't commend a better uh, partner as a stone fabricator than the Natural Stone Institute. And I agree with you there. It's it's well worth it. It'll save you a lot of a lot of headaches, which ultimately lean a lot of money <laughs> as well. Yeah. All right, Karen. Any 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 closing comments before we uh, sign off here? Uh, or last no, minute I don't advice. Have any <laughs> All right. Well, great. Uh, well, just, I think. Get Go ahead. Do the self inspections. <laughs> do the self inspections and get involved in the Natural Stone Institute. The more involved you are, the more you learn. Um, take your class, Fred, your, your inspection class was a phenomenal <laughs> for uh, both Stephen and I. We learned a lot. And, and like I said, I've been in the business a long time. And, um, you know, sometimes you don't think you can learn new things. But you taught me a lot in your class as well, too. So I thank you for that and uh, all your support. So make sure you guys sign up for uh, Fred's class as well. Great. Uh, thanks for the plug. I appreciate that. And you, you know, as I told you, you as I told you back in January, one of these days soon, I'm going to get over and see you and see your shop, and perhaps we can do lunch. Sounds great. I really look forward to it. All right, Karen. I thank you very much, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. 
Sounds good, Fred. Thanks for having me. Have a good night. All right, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So, so folks, there you go. Um, if you're a stone fabricator out there, you know, you need, you need to be aware, aware of these things. All right. I'm going to wrap the show up. Uh, we've covered uh, pretty much what we need to cover here. Again, uh, let me give you the websites uh, for what we talked about was OSHA.gov. Uh, and also the naturalstoneinstitute.org, O-R-G. Uh, my website is stoneforensics.com if you want to hop on there and look at some of the uh, seminars that I'm, that I'm offering. And again, as I said, throughout the week, if you have any questions, you want to go ahead and email them to me at fhuston at gmail.com. That's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Uh, or go ahead and give me a call, uh, 321-514-6845. We will be on the air next week. If anybody wants to be interviewed, if you have an interesting topic to talk about, a product to sell or something like that, just uh, give me a holler, send me an email, uh, give me a phone call, and we will see everybody next week. Have a great rest of the week and a great weekend. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.